This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. And I'm Skylar Sokol. And today we are talking about the highly contentious, somehow, topic of crunch. 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 Yes. Snack bar crunch. What snack bars have the best crunch? We're talking about crunch bars. Crunch bars. Kit Kats have okay... Also, shout out to our sponsor, KitKat. Um, they are what? not I our wish. sponsors. And they are also have great Halloween candy out right now. So check that out. But that's not the crunch. Also, there are matcha green tea KitKats that you can get yeah, from dude, Japan. Yeah, dude, fuck. Very good. Very that good. good. Uh, but that's not the crunch we're talking about today, unfortunately. We're talking about much more sinister and sad type of crunch. Right, Skylar? It yeah, lately- I mean, sinister. I-, I don't know. Like... Should I don't we explain to people p- what crunch is first? Maybe yeah, in case sure. they're not do you familiar wanna, you with the Do you want to define it? Captain Crunch? Okay. <laughs> I mean, K.O. Koala technically right now is sort of like built off of crunch. If you consider crunch being like out of extended work, <laughs> normal work hours. Sure, but it's all uh, voluntary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, that's an interesting topic we'll talk about. But crunch, for those who are not familiar, it's familiar to us because we're in the software industry. It's commonly used. Uh, it's a common thing, unfortunately. But it's... It's uh, some people, uh, the way I think I would describe it is it's almost like a culture where you are forced to work more than normal work hours or you're at least highly pressured to. Sometimes right. it's, it's like it may not be explicit, yeah. lead told to, but basically you have to work more than what c- traditional full time is considered in America, at least, which is. 40, 40 hours hour per work. week. Yeah, you'll get week. you'll get these situations where what it feels like is management is strongly it, you they say like, "Oh yeah, you can do whatever you want, but everybody on the team is sort of working for like 50 plus hours by bare minimum." And when you set like, you know, when you leave at your normal time in the day, everyone gives you kind of like some dirty looks. You start to feel people have like animo- amin- fuck animosity towards you. You were right the first time. On yeah. the uh, when you guys are just interacting, you start getting this vibe from everybody that they're like looking down at you somehow. So you pick up eventually, like, oh, it's because everybody else is working sixty, so I should work sixty. When you or, say like, oh, hey, I can't go in on the weekend, and everybody else is going, and they all kind of you know look down on you, or. Or, in the case of our good boys, CD Projekt Red, who have been in the news lately, they just explicitly come out and say everyone at the company will be working six days a week until the cyberpunk releases. Yeah, one uh, thing This that, is where the core of the new controversy has come from. Yeah, this is why we're talking about it, because that's been in the news this week. Um, one thing that I would say is a little different from the CD Projekt Red crunch compared to, like, crunch that I think I have experienced or is you know happens a lot of times here in america is that in poland you are forced to get paid for crunch uh you are forced to get paid overtime and that is not the case here so uh you'll get situations where you're you might be salaried you might have an environment of crunch you might have to be working more uh than you know normal and you're not even getting paid for it just because it's sort of the 
the culture. It can be very toxic. Yeah. Very uh, common at companies like Google, Twitter, Facebook, all those like big, big AAA technology companies, I guess. Right. Uh, very common to have that happen at those companies. Yeah, it's uh, a sort of sort of related to this. There was this one company I was interviewing for where, uh, first of all, the quality assurance team straight up asked me how I felt about crunch. It's like, Hey, you know what? Because this is actually part of this conversation and, and, and goes along the lines of the CD project Red conversation, right? You do have times in development where it always seems to happen, uh, uh coming up on deadlines where it's just like, fuck, you know, things are not going to land and you're sort of scrambling to get things done. And everyone seems to be putting in some extra effort uh, into getting getting things. It doesn't always happen. And if it's managed, if a project is managed correctly, in my opinion, you don't have that happen. Yeah, that, that's what I would say as well. Yeah, yeah. but however, it does happen. Uh, and so what I explained to them is like, yeah, you know, when if you get into a situation like that, I'm down for like helping out the team and stuff. But if it's a regular thing, it's definitely not something yeah. that but I'm okay with. But the reality with. is like that just because you're down for it because you're a dedicated employee doesn't mean that it's okay. It doesn't mean that it should happen. It doesn't mean that it demonstrates like a fundamental failure in either the management or the planning or some aspect of the project that should be addressed going forward once you make it past that deadline. You know 100%, what I mean? 100%. If, you get, if you're in a situation... Um, where we had this uh, project at work, in fact, where man, just so much stuff went wrong at the at the last minute, and uh, we did we crunched because it was it was voluntary. Nobody, we didn't have managers telling us we had to, but we wanted to get the product in a better shape uh, than it was in. And afterwards, uh, I think one thing that I was pretty proud of of the team is we like completely reworked our processes so that that never would happen again right right um and that's and, good that's what should happen and that's what should happen now the situation with cd project red's a little interesting because uh it's well known at the end of witcher 3 you know out, people came out saying how bad the crunch was which is not uncommon in the games industry at all and right. uh CD Projekt Red at the beginning, this is sort of the news story that broke out. Jason Schreer from Kotaku breaking that when they originally started development on CD Projekt Red, they committed to not crunching. You know, they In were May, like May 2019. Yeah, they were talking about it before that as well. He came out and directly said, like, they want to be humane. They want to treat people with respect. He said they might have a non-obligatory crunch policy where essentially their crunch would not be mandatory. They could ask employees to work overtime. The employees could volunteer to, and they would be p compensated accordingly, but they would never have to, was what he originally stated. Yep. So that's what he originally stated. So now this is like a totally going back on that word, right? He um, has, literally, if people don't know, he came out and said, literally, employees will be required to work six days a week, full-time days, until the game comes out. His direct quote is, like, Good on him to say that, like, he's aware that this is him going back on his word, but still he's completely going back on his word, so I don't know how good on him it is. He said, I take it upon myself to receive the full backlash for the decision. I know that this is, Badowski is his name, I know this is in direct opposition to what we've said about Crunch. It's also in direct opposition to what I personally grew to believe a while back, that Crunch should never be the answer, but we've extended all other possible means of navigating the situation. Although, he didn't say anything else relating to what what that um means. what that was but apparent what they've done already to like try and remedy the situation and what the situation is but yeah that's that's what he says basically they need to fix the bugs they need to fix whatever else is there so 
Apparently, that's why they've decided that crunch is the answer. Yeah, this is a tough situation. Um, software in general is complex, like we were saying, but games is even a whole nother level of complexity on top of that. And it is hard. I mean, we're experiencing it ourselves. It's very hard to gauge sometimes really how long certain things are going to take. Um, and they did, they have delayed this game several times already. Uh, I'm guessing, Mike, for some reason, they can't delay it again, right? Because that seems to be the apparent obvious. For example, Halo Infinite, when they just recently delayed it, they actually called it out in their statement when they delayed Halo Infinite. Like, part of the reason we're doing this is because we don't want to, like, have our teams work insane hours and whatever. So. Yep. Um, but cy- cyber uh, cyberpunk has been delayed like three times. I mean, if that's what they have to do, right? So, gaming thief, that's that it. This is the conundrum, right? That some people fa- there's also this, like it. It's, it's like Skyler said. In my opinion, crunch always, no matter what, is a failure in management. Like if you're crunching. There's something wrong with the management structure. Of the project, yeah. Of the project. Um, Of course, that's so easy to say and so much harder to execute on. Um, I like my, the armchair developer, uh, armchair observer kind of view is like, without knowing details of the entire situation, is like, you would think CD Projekt Red's got plenty of funds to delay it again. Uh, They've, like, delaying it wouldn't have been a big deal. But there's other elements in there that I'm sure contribute to it not being an option this time. Um, and maybe it's because some people were theorizing that it's the game's gone to cert for the consoles. And so it's very hard to like redo that process. Sure. Whatever it may be, um, it still doesn't change the fact. So like what's their what what trade offs, other trade offs could they do? Well, maybe, you know. Unfortunately, it's probably too late in development to do this, but if you could have anticipated that some of these things were going to land very tightly, maybe don't include some features at launch, right? And Well, here's the deal, right? They already delayed the game twice. Yeah, so if you if you, so but like it, if you have that notion like, "Ooh, landing this part is going to be tight." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like But they've already made a lot of promises with what's coming at launch, right? I don't think they like people were so in Cyberpunk there was a wall running feature originally that people were very apparently excited about. They took it out because it didn't fit well with the design of the game in later development stages and people were fucking pissed, right? And this was like an early development feature, right? So if they take out something that they've talked about like a few months before the launch window, people no, will be true. even more pissed. I don't think they can really afford to do that. You would just hope um, it's hard, like I said, it's hard to say, but you would hope that they have some notion of this feature or this area, this space is going to take about this much work, right? Uh, months uh, yeah, in but advance. As we know, that never is the case, right? Yep. You can never yep. estimate those things correctly. So that is, that's the, that's the hard part of the, oh, just manage it better part, right? Is it's so hard to predict how long these things are going to take. Um, now here's the deal though. What's very interesting is unlike many game studios who who work off of a traditional pay structure where you are a salaried employee so you don't get paid overtime, CD Projekt Red specifically, pay, like you mentioned, pays everyone overtime. 150% pay for a night and 200% pay for weekends. And on so, top of that, uh, CD Projekt Red splits the 10%, per- 10% of a game's yes. revenue evenly among employees. They're also, and that, for a game like Cyberpunk, that's going to be, be a fuck ton of fuck money. Ton of money. <laughs> right. Yep. So, like, 
that's great. Like they're doing way better than a lot of studios are in yep. like treating their employees well for sure. But at the same time, like Crunch is still shitty and yeah, it's Crunch sad. Crunch still sucks. And I'm like, you hear? I think this is more. I think the part that is uh, more most egregious, if you will, is the fact that some people are reporting that this has been going on for some people for months and years. Right. Yeah. That, that's there's been reports. Yeah. That's the shitty part. If it's a six week crunch at the end where you're getting paid like that, quite frankly, if I worked for CD Projekt Red, I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm down for. Yeah. But you're a much more worky boy than a lot of people 100%. are. Like, you are 100%. willing to put in a lot more time than a lot of people are. But I'm, I'm just saying, I'll give it, if you, if I worked at CD Projekt Red and they weren't going to pay me overtime and whatever, I'd be like, fuck you guys. Like, I, you sure. know. I'm, but here's I'm the deal, it. right? There's a difference between feeling like you get to make the choice to do it and being told you have to. Yep. Huh, yep. Right? Like, yeah. So uh, I wanted to touch on this because I think this is hard for people outside of the work to perceive. But when you're trying to break down these tasks, right? When you have an idea of what you want to do and you break down the task into smaller, manageable, scopable chunks of work, um, you usually estimate how much work that's going to take, how much time that's going to take. It's often also relative because you're not 100% sure. And uh, you know, you try and task everybody at a certain amount that seems doable, you know, for a given amount of time, uh, right? However, oh man, I, I'm, I'm totally losing my train of thought. I was around estimation. However, sometimes what I was trying to say, <laughs> I just thought about cyberpunk and I totally lost my tra- train of thought. It was around estimation. It's okay. I'll come back to it. But anyway, okay. yeah. Estimating is hard, and that is the deal, right? Like, we, if you're trying to plan oh. how long a piece of work can take, we've had this happen in our real jobs and in KO Koala both. We've planned, like, you'd say, like, oh, yeah, this will take me, like, three days to do, right? Yep. And I, we have had, like, not lying examples of things that people originally saw would take three days that took three weeks or even more. Yeah. Like, even, like, months and actually notoriously one of the things that is extremely hard extremely hard to estimate is bug fixing you know absolutely that's the hardest oh yeah you first of all you need to understand how you replicate the issue once you've identified which often takes a fuck ton of time and once you actually understand how you can consistently replicate the issue coming up with the plan developing a solution and then testing that solution especially when you're in a fucking game that has so many components and parts that interact with each other all the time takes so long it's often it so hard you have it's very rare that you especially this late in development that you're gonna have a bug that's like oh yeah fuck yeah it's a one one line fix you know right. take that, that would have hopefully been found a long time ago assuming their process is good the, the bugs thing, you yeah. have left over now are that intermittent random horrible shit where like the, you walk by this thing a hundred times and it works every time no, and then you him. walk by it the hundred and first time and like your guy like falls through the map or some shit no dude and it's the hundred and first time and then you do it you test it a hundred and first time and it doesn't happen and then you realize that it was because it was the gun that the guy had that he shot in just the same way but that gun is actually like this complicated like level up mod right like it's like a right. level right. level up tree that only occurs if the guy has that gun with those mods then on the 101st time he falls through the fucking floor right like but oh it's my not god always the 101st time maybe but sometimes it happens yeah. early. right right it's like yeah that's the that's- kind of shit like and th- unfortunately those systems are so hard to 
automate that often that just means somebody's got to just keep like actually manually trying to recreate that issue right. you know and we've had that happen for our game too and it's it's so frustrating You'll, to be yeah. the person trying to fix it is frustrating like i it sucks for everyone so right. i mean we had a situation with our first pre-alpha like we can tell people where we were i think we slept two or three hours the night before we showed the build to our legal team because we were just fucking crunching trying to get this shit done because you had a deadline the next day you know uh it's true self-imposed but like that stuff does happen and it's so hard to manage the thing i was going to say about the difficulty managing so you break down these tasks you estimate how much time they're going to take but very importantly you also you also have you try and get, uh, task people according to some notion of knowing how much work they can get done in some amount of time. And one thing that's very hard in games, uh, this doesn't. I don't know. I don't feel like this happens as much in just like regular software development because it's, the projects aren't as fun, I guess. But you, the work is so fun that people will sometimes voluntarily crunch. You know, like they yes. love doing the stuff. You know, the problem but not is, in a good way. Yeah. Well, the problem is that outside of the fact that it can be unhealthy for them in the long run, it fucks up your estimates, right? If John Smith uh, is always working 60 hours because he loves to, you you get used to tasking him that way. Like, what can John Smith get done in a week? Well, it actually equates to his week is 60 hours while... Jacob's over here is a 40 hour week, you know, because he works normal. Right. And you're trying to be like, that should be fine, right? The expectation is 40 hours. Just because John's working 60 hours, that shouldn't matter to like how you treat the employees but it totally ends up mattering right like who's gonna get the raise john's gonna get the raise but is that really fair i don't know that's a really hard question to talk about right like i and at the same time what do you want to do i mean from a dirty business only mindset you love john because you're getting more bang from your buck on him right however if you're from an honest business perspective um if he actually legitimately loves doing what he's doing um it's also sucks to tell him like no you're not allowed you know what i mean right go home you're not allowed to do this so it's a that's a very weird thing to manage right um right i mean and maybe like what i would think is i would maybe try and make a deal with him right like if he's gonna work 60 hours a week i will pay him more for the extra hours he's working not give him like an actual salary raise you know what i mean Right. Like, right. if he's going to work more, yeah. that's fine. We can pay him, like, his half his salary for the extra hours he works if he works over this amount or something. Just because he likes doing it, he should be common, He should be rewarded for doing that. But not in a way that it, like, fucks over other employees who are doing the right thing, like, working the normal time, right? Yeah, the hard thing... A, a, a tough situation you might get into is, like, if you have two talented engineers, one guy who's doing 60, one's doing 40 hours a week as normal. Like, if the 60-hour... The 60-hour guy is literally just going to be spending more time and becoming more acquainted with the code and the system. So, he is going to become, like, more viable for, like, an, uh, you know, lead technical guy uh, uh, promotion, right? Because he understands the code better or whatever. Well. He he, like technically might end up being that way, right? Just yeah. if they were like no, both totally talented. So if you're the forty hour guy, that can be extremely frustrating. Create an unhealthy situation for the forty hour guy who might feel pressured to work more. But this right. is even more complicated because right now we're associating time worked with work with the actual how much work you get done or how much knowledge you gain, right? Yep. And that 
is not actually correlated well at all either, right? There are people yep. who work at different speeds, right? Like I'm an example of someone who like goes fucking hard for like four to five hours and gets like a day or even more than a day of work done in like four to five hours. But then I like am physically incapable of focusing well after that without like a significant break. And for like, and for some people, right, they need, they work like, they finish a task in like two days that like I could do in like five hours, but they're very thorough about it. They do a great job, right? And they finish it in just as much quality as I finish it. And they shouldn't be like punished for that, for working in a different way. You know what I mean? And that's also super complicated. Yep. No, it's, this is why it's easy to say it's a failure in management, but it's hard to actually solve many it's, times yeah, when you're actually such a in the problem. problem. It's a very right. complicated problem. I th- uh, And, I think uh, – so, like, while initially it might have seemed like it was kind of, like, shitting on CD Projekt Red, of course, like, always crunch is bad. Uh, you, and there are quite uh, – there are some real horror stories out there. You have people – like, I know just yeah, from this, the Halo – This is not a horror story. Yeah, from the Halo <laughs> development, like uh, – Vidoc, not Vidocs, but like stories that have come afterwards. Mm -hmm. During Halo 2, there were people who got divorced because of Crunch. There were people who had this like, this one guy had a physical condition where one day he drove home and he couldn't like get out of his car. Like he, he, his hands were like, uh, wouldn't open and shit. And they had to call the ambulance to take him because Uh. of, it was anxiety, you know, like Mm. um, it's in fact something that, so this is another interesting thing I want to touch on. Um, the, this Halo 2 story, sometimes I think of Halo 2 knowing the development stories that happen, and it's my favorite game ever. And I think, like, I don't, th- I feel very guilty sometimes knowing that my favorite game came at that expense, if that yeah, makes sense. That, those kinds of issues are really, it's like the same as, like, oh, this, this, like, artist or this author, what, like, comes out that they were a fucking horrible person when they were alive, right? They were right. Like, super racist or sexually assaulted people or something and it's like it's it's that that's like an age-old debate right of whether it's okay to appreciate the art that comes out of a person like that and this is like a very similar situation is it are you wrong for loving this game that came out of such dire circumstances or like are you honoring the people who like went through that by loving it? i don't know right it's a really complicated question yep i in- interestingly we did a poll on poll on, on uh, twitter about whether the news of the crunch affected people's whether people were going to buy cyberpunk or not the options were yep now because of the news i'm not going to buy it anymore uh nope i'm still going to buy it or i now because of the news i'm not sure or i was just never going to buy it you know and uh-huh. uh the overwhelming all, all mo- the majority of the votes went to uh no i'm still going to buy it and then second yep. place was i was never going to buy it so meaning yeah. Nope, it didn't really change people's... And uh, I don't opinion. think it really changes a lot of people's minds in general, like, honestly. I, I will say, when I read that, I did think about it for a bit. I decided I am going to still buy it, though. So, like, <laughs> I'm, it's not like I'm not going to buy it, but I did take a second to, like, consider whether it was okay, and I decided it was, but, like, I don't know. That's not because I think that that's the right thing to do. Honestly, I think the right thing to do would be to not buy it. So, so well, so, yeah... It, what, I was going to say some things that CD Projekt Red has done well here is that they've communicated ahead of time. Uh, it's not just something that's like in a lot of cultures, can't, uh, crunch cultures, it's just sort of like implicitly yeah, there. Yeah, they're being very explicit about what the expectations are. They're paying people for working that time, even if those people are being forced to work for that time. Yeah. Right? Like, 
They're doing crunch about the best you can possibly do crunch without just not doing crunch. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, the... Right, like they said, like, you're working one extra day a week full time, right? It's not like they're saying, like, this is nebulous, you might have to work, blah, blah, blah. They're saying this is the expectation, right? That's if you're going to do something shitty to your employees, at least be give them very clear, like, explanation of what you're doing. Like, yep. at least do that. And they are. Yeah, the other thing about, like, whether we, you should feel bad about buying it, I know that there's just a lot of stories out of the video game space. In fact, we were talking with one of our friends, uh, Will Waltz, an uh, animator at 343 on Twitter the other day, and he was talking about how just he was just so passionate about doing these animations that at least the way he communicated to it is he was working these long days because he was just jamming on these animations that he was making. They're fucking awesome and yeah. epic. And, uh, you know, I I think that, Technically, that would be classified as crunch, like the amount sure. he worked. Voluntary crunch for sure. But if you asked Will, like, if he wanted you to experience what he made, oh, the answer is like, fuck yes. You know, and from, I feel like every single individual. He might not say bad words. <laughs> uh, for sure. Uh, but the individuals at CD Projekt Red, I'm sure, want you to experience. Like, if they're going to fucking, cr- if I'm going to crunch on something, you tell, yeah, I want people to play it. If I'm going to have to put in extra time, I already well, want people too, to yeah. see it. Right? Yeah. Like, you already want people to see it. Of course, why would you work in game development if you're not excited about people experiencing what you make? And if yeah. you're going to have to work even harder on it, I think the last thing they would want is for people not to support what they're making, you know? Yeah, and that's what I think of that that Halo 2 situation, too, is, like, the that team wanted to make that so bad. Uh, right. And, yeah, it was psycho, and the management was terrible, and they, you know, adjusted from that. But uh, they wanted to make that so bad that's why right. it happened and right. so if you emailed that guy who got divorced because of halo 2 and said like <laughs> should i have not bought halo 2 i don't think he would say like no you shouldn't right. have bought it right i don't think so like because well, it shit, would be dude, hard to even- right why would you waste it would be like it would feel like such a waste of your time that you dedicated to this thing like these cyberpunk people have been working on this game for like five years three yep. to five years or something right it's yep. like I think the thing yeah. that maybe consumers should be more wary of, I actually thought of this. I don't know what you think. Imagine that if we, there was some standardized way that crunch could be tracked, like some third party, a legit standardized like better bu- business bureau of crunch, crunch tracking. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and put it this. And when a game com- came out, that number came out with it. So, meaning this game was made with like this much crunch. You know, was uh-huh. tracked, right? The crunchometer, right? The crunchometer, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So that you, first of all, I feel like that puts some pressure on the studios to get that number down, in my opinion, uh, because it's coming out associated to it. Uh, and then, second of all, maybe from a consumer standpoint, you could, you, it could influence, you know, whether you wanted to support this or not. Uh, yeah, it's. I think it's unfortunately, hard. a lot of people dissociate like games from the people who make them. Pretty like. Yep. Or maybe not necessarily intentionally, but maybe they're just oblivious to it, right? They're just not thinking about that. Yep. So, like, I don't think these, like, moralisms really matter to people who are looking to buy video games. Because, like, in large buying part, the true. game, right? I don't yep. know. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? I think in large part, you're right, and which is just unfortunate uh, because bad, you know, management, like... Uh, 
nefarious management can take advantage of that, right? And totally. overwork their employees. But totally. I mean, this is honestly one of our tenants of our studio, right? This is one of the reasons why, if you're listening, we sell merch, we uh, stream and put, we open up other, we tr- we're slowly, okay? This is not like the ultimate implementation <laughs> by any means, but slowly trying to build out alternate revenue streams for the studio because if the studio doesn't, if you're Valve, for example, you don't need to crunch your team to you make don't need Half-Life. Half-Life Alex to do super well, right? Well, and not only that, but in the de- during the development of Half-Life Alex, you don't need to crunch your team like crazy to do no. it. You know? No. You just right. the team wants to do it. You have no financial pressure to deliver, you know, make this many sales or nothing cuz you got fucking steam. Uh it's just a pure, like that is the that's a goal that I wish I, I'm sure all studios would love that reality. It's much <laughs> easier said than done. Not everyone yeah. makes steam, but that's the idea, right? <laughs> like yes. build out different alternate revenue streams. This is this again, I think comes out to management, right? Like build out other scenarios. So your studio doesn't have to live or die off of a game release. And right, uh, right. and either I think this I think in current video game world, right? It either takes like some getting in early, like Steam into like this market or just getting really lucky and having one game do super well like Fortnite in epic's case yep you know what i mean and And leveraging that success into something more than just making another game potentially um that's easier again easier said than done um but and and you really only see the big studios succeeding at it but I, i yeah i just Living, liver dying off of a game just is is asking for trouble in this right. regard. If you, if game, you, the gaming market is so saturated. So yeah, it's so hard, especially an indie game. Yeah, indie. There's so many indie studios, right? Like we're eating ramen for the last two months because we just got to like we don't have any more money left. And we just got to get this game done, you know, or right. else like we fucking don't have money. Like, uh, right? Huh, tough, tough stuff. Um. Anyway. We'll see. Check back I, with us next next year or whenever our game comes out. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was going to we'll say we are uh, part of the reason, right? We are not working with publishers is not, not necessarily because we think all publishers are bad. There's definitely some we'd be interested in working in. But first of all, there are publishers who take advantage of talented indie studios. There's actually this case of Big Ben Interactive and Frogwares, the development studio, where Big Ben Interactive agreed to basically, you know, fund development as publishers usually do, do different marketings, provide different like forecasts, financial forecasts, did none of it, right? Or did it super late? Like the Frogwares would get money like four months late, you know, or some Weird. shit, even though they hit their production deadlines. Yes, it was covered a few weeks ago, but, uh, you know, we don't want to put ourselves in that situation where you're depending. That's even worse. You're depending on the money. You're expecting the money. It doesn't come through because your publisher's a fuckface. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and not all publishers are like that. But this is part of the reason why we're bootstrapping it without a portfolio to back ourselves up and like get a relationship with a publisher that we think is worth having. Uh, we, you know, we could end up with a bad one. And um, right, yeah. We're our and own, also we're we have full control, now. right? We have full control over the re- like. If we need to delay the game, the only thing stopping us is our own need for the game to come out. Nothing else, right? There's yep. no shareholders. There's no one saying like you delay the game, you're fucked. That's yep. just us. If yeah, unless just, we're saying that, and then we will deal with it, right? Yeah. Like, this is our. This is why we're bootstrapping it. Um, yeah. And why it, me saying that was not a commitment, Toby. So don't think that. <laughs> also, I did not say that day. <laughs> 
we have our Twitch chat right now to saying that we've just revealed the release date. We have not. Uh, and this is, this is part of the reason why this is part of the reason why you, you will know it, but you'll, when you know it, we're going to be really confident that we can hit it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Trust me. Yep. Uh, we, we just quite frankly don't have the bandwidth, even if we wanted to, to be able to do crunch like that. No. There's just so much time in a day. It's yeah, it's sad. Full time job. That's your birthday, Toby. Well, I think if it's gonna come out on your birthday, it's definitely not gonna be the 2021 version of your birthday. Yeah, not gonna be 2021 January 26th. We'll tell you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) If you want it on your birthday, we'll wait till 2022. If you don't want it, (laughs) if you are listening to us right now, know that we live stream our podcast quality time, new quality time episodes every Monday at 8:30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch. That's what we are talking to right now. We're interacting with chat. Yeah. You can find links to Damn, all Anthony, our social media. Moving to the conclusion without <laughs> me saying, so where can people find us for the first time ever in quality time history? All right. I actually managed to ramble long enough that Anthony got annoyed and not the other way around. It, it, was, it was just so clean, you know? If, if you want to find us, if you want to find us on social media, go yeah. to kokoalaentertainment.com. There you have links to our Twitch, to our Instagram, where we do giveaways every three weeks to our discord where we do give away every three weeks Woo. we just did a giveaway today uh toco 10 taking down the w um mm. we also in our discord we have a an idle game that begins to shed light on the universe of our upcoming game uh agora, agora. at the center of that in fact we even got our first agora merch today the agora Woo. 69 mug level <laughs> six and level nine are the two levels that you need to research to to get a uh, giveaway entry. I could not believe that design when I saw it. I was like, are you fucking <laughs> it, kidding me? It is mega meme. And uh, <laughs> you can bet that Bram and OC had nothing to do with designing that one. That was all me. Yeah, so that's I, what I happens when I, I design it. merch. Don't worry. I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, this merch I'm wearing right here for the camera, the CEO Koala Colorado merch, uh, just went live this week. Please consider supporting our studio by picking it up. There's a link to our merch in our, at our on our website. Uh, all the funds made from this like directly goes back into supporting the studio. It helps cover studio expenses. Straight into that, yeah. It goes back into like community activities like giveaways and stuff like that. So um it all yeah, greatly We have taken we have literally taken zero money out of the company. Yeah. Ever. We, like we, we don't, don't we have no interest in it either. Not until the game comes out. Yep, the game is probably the first uh, th- possibility of us actually making any money from this right now. Yeah, yeah, we're just trying to make the studio happen. So anything you do directly supports the game coming out and us keeping doing what we're doing. Yeah, for those who have been watching us on Instagram Live, I might go live later tonight for a little bit. For those of you who have bought badges, this new like almost like subscription service kind of a thing for Instagram Live, we appreciate it. Thank you very much for the support. Uh, yeah. All everything, guys, on kokoalaentertainment.com. All the links. Come sweet. join our Discord. Anthony, Come hang send me one of those Colorado shirts. That shit's sweet. Yes, very sweet. We got a long sleeve. I want sleeve. a sample Colorado zip hoodie. That's what I want. Actually, actually, for those who are listening right now, that is on the way. Uh, know oh. that we are working on getting up some zip up hoodies. So if that's your jam, stay My tuned. Jam. Send that over right now. I will wear it every day. <laughs> uh, also. Special preview for people in the chat. Last thing. Coming very soon to Agora. A new bot named Parthenon. Ooh. Parthenon hype. Parthenon. 
Parthenon is got some serious hype behind him. Okay. Like this is the first update that's coming is already, I'm very excited for it. It's going to be a ton of fun with the community, but there's some serious hype coming. This shit is coming. Yeah. Parthenon. You'll, you'll see once it comes out, once you realize what it can do, you'll, you'll be like, I see how this is going to, I see where this is going. I yep. see where this is going. Yes, sir. Right on guys. Uh, All when right. do we get a koala bot? <laughs> Maybe one day. Until then, thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> Thanks for and listening. we'll see you. Goodbye.